Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Welcome, I'm Amanda Farmer and I have with me today, Rena Van Alst. Hi, Rena. Hi, Amanda. How are you going? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Good, really good. Excellent. Now, we're going to jump straight into our wins and challenges for the week or perhaps the other way around, our challenges first and then we shall celebrate our wins. I do just want to remind our listeners that you can access the transcript of this episode by going to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash 068. That's the number 068. This is episode 68. So if you hear some key concepts, terms, anything you want to share with your strata committee, your strata manager, make sure you grab a copy of that transcript. I know there are a lot of you out there who are getting great value from those transcripts. Okay, Rena, what's been challenging you this week? Well, this is quite an interesting um, case, Amanda, that's occurred, which I've never ever had to experience before, but this is a building that cannot be insured. <gasps> and um, it's- wow. Yeah, and they've just managed to get public liability insurance. And apparently there's been disputes between owners, there's been orders from council, there's been litigation. Mm. But unfortunately, I think when the agent has tried to seek out quotations for insurance, there's been information that's had to be presented and disclosed. Mm -hmm. And once that information has been conveyed to the insurer, then no one wants to insure the building. Wow, that is very unusual. Yes, and so it's an interesting one that I've never come across before. I don't actually manage this scheme, mm-hmm. so it's one that's come to me through some lawyers, another lawyer that I that I work with. And um, yeah, so it's an interesting one that um, I'll keep our listeners posted. Mm. And has this lawyer approached you saying, Rena Van Oust, you would be the perfect strata manager for this <laughs> troubled exactly, building. <laughs> that's exactly what's happened. Oh, sure. And until the um, insurance aspect is sorted out, unfortunately, I won't, I won't be able to take carriage of the scheme because that yeah. would affect my PI insurance, etc., and the company's PI insurance. So, okay. um, an interesting one. And I thought maybe for our listeners out there, yes. if anyone's ever heard of this before, it'd be great to hear, get some feedback on what occurred, what happened, what the circumstances were and we can perhaps revisit this in another episode down the line. Yes, and how you got back on track if you were an uninsurable building and you were able to get some insurance. I know we do have some insurers who listen to this podcast who yes. might be dropping you an email, Rena, to say, let me have a look at this one. That might yeah. be helpful. Yeah, definitely. It could be one that could be a good experience for someone to have a look at and and give some advice or I think it, it does come down to work that needs to be done on the, on the building and right. um, it's been delays but nevertheless not to have any insurance and only have public liability insurance. Mm. It was uninsured for like nearly three months before any public liability insurance was able to be obtained. Right. And and I imagine it's a building where if there's a compulsory manager or if the lawyer who's assisting is trying to raise some levies so that work can be done on the building and it can be put into a, a state that is insurable. 
Mm, yes. Well, I mean, there are things happening um, in that area at the mm. moment as well. So, yeah. So, okay. I'll keep you posted, Amanda, once I find out whether or not they've been able to get insurance and, and, and what the outcome in terms of what had to be done to get it to that level. Mm, thank you. Interesting one. Well, I have had a question from a listener this week about security cameras. And the question is, Amanda, am I entitled to get security cameras installed On the front and back of the building, I was told by the strata manager that I'm not allowed to install it at the back of the building because the person who lives behind me is worried about invasion of their privacy. Where do I stand? And I thought this would be great to have a chat to you about, Rena. Mm. I know we've both been involved in buildings that have had security cameras installed. It's something that we often recommend for buildings yes, that definitely. are having yes trouble with bad behaviour on common property, uh, harassment or intimidation by particular occupiers, breaches of bylaws, things like that. Security cameras are a great way of improving that kind of behaviour. But what do owners corporations need to do and a lot of owners who are pushing for security cameras to be installed need to do to make sure that the proposal is legally approved? Well, normally what I've done in the past is convene an AGM or have the committee convene an AGM on behalf of the owners to allow the installation of the security cameras by special resolution being Mm. in addition to common property. Mm. So that's been the case. Is this a community association lot or a strata lot? Because I don't actually know the answer to that. It looks, I think from what I can see, the front and the back of the building, I think it, I don't know, it's very hard to ascertain, but I know that I've had some queries from people in a community association about security cameras and and basically there is an act apparently that governs where you can put cameras in, on a house in a community lot or any any, any house and also where it looks at, and I don't know all the laws, but I know there are some restrictions in terms of where a camera is directed. Yes, I've definitely had that experience, Rena, in multi-storey strata schemes where the owners corporation is installing cameras in the common area corridors and stairways. They need foyers, to be yeah, foyers. They need to be careful to be pointing those cameras at, for example, the the lift doors, the entrance and exit areas and the corridors and to be very careful that the cameras are not pointing towards the doors of particular units so that when the door opens, there is no footage of the inside of the lot. And that is, in my experience, that is something that the installers of the cameras are going to assist you with and to guide you. Yeah, they know. Yeah, for proper placement. But an interesting point that you make there, Rena, if this is a freestanding, for example, townhouse in a community scheme, Mm. there may well be other considerations for neighbours of adjoining properties that may or may not be part of the community scheme. Maybe this particular listener is referring to their neighbour who's concerned about invasion of privacy and that neighbour is in a house as opposed to being part of the strata scheme. So again, that point about where the camera is pointing and what it's recording is going to be an important one there and the installers should be able to cover that one off for you to make sure that you are compliant with all relevant laws. The other thing that I see come up regularly, as you pointed out there, Rena, what's the threshold for approval for installing security cameras? You are adding to the common property. It is not repair and maintenance, so it's not an ordinary resolution. It's a special resolution that's needed at a general meeting. So make sure the correct motion is 
specially resolved. And these things do cost money. So there, there might be some money to be raised if you need to fund that process. There may be a bit of lead time there and definitely getting quotes from different contractors. Your new strata manager should be able to guide you, point you in the right direction of the proper people. I think another thing to take note of, I think for people that perhaps live in community associations or neighbourhoods where it's not being done by the owners corporation or on a collective basis, Mm. is that um, a lot of the the, um, provisions of the community management statement state that you need to have someone who's qualified because they do know where Mm. you can and can't install a camera. Whereas if you're trying to do it yourself or get a mate or, Mm. you know, someone said to me, oh, what about installing a Wi-Fi camera? And I'm thinking, well, I don't know much about how effective Mm. they are you know, where there's no Wi-Fi or if the Wi-Fi cuts out, which as we know, you know, for those of us working with computers all the time, your internet connection isn't always the best. So Mm. I think it's important to know that, yeah, you need to have someone who's qualified that knows the law that will be installing the cameras because they will be able to tell you how, where they can be directed in terms of the view of the camera. So, Mm. and as you said, Amanda, you can't have it facing into a lot etc. Absolutely. Well, I hope that helps our listener who had that question and anybody else who is looking at installing cameras in their building. Now, what are we celebrating this week, Rena? What's going well for you in the world of Strata? Oh, well, finally, my website that I've been working on for so many months would have been launched by the time this goes to air. So, it's been quite a a process. It's been a lot of work. um, (laughs) But now, finally, I can say that it's been launched. And I also wanted to mention, Amanda, um, I wanted to congratulate you on your new photos (laughs) on your website and your... um, YSP and you're even on your emails so that they're oh, fabulous. Thank you that's so kind. Fantastic. <laughs> yes I have uh, had my photography updated recently. I have uh, now short blonde hair as opposed to medium brown hair and uh, kind of got a little bit tired of people not recognizing me when I was meeting them for conferences so yes I'm more up to date. Um, so thank you for that but your your website stratacentral.com.au. Yes. Head over, check it out. You have some great resources there. Uh, I think you've even got a few of our extra special videos. Yes, I do on the um, on the videos section. And also um, there's an affiliate section where I've got your strata property as a resource and some other ones. And obviously I'll be growing that part of the website. Mm. And in future, once I've got a bit more time, I like to sort of do more lifestyle things for strata living, not just information and cases and, and stuff that everyone knows about. Something that's more interesting for our um, listeners and those yeah. that use the website. So yeah, looking forward to that. Excellent. And getting some feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting that you say, you know, the lifestyle side of Strata Living. And when I started the podcast, I had quite a few people contact me and say, Amanda, love love what you're doing and the information's great, but do remember, focus on the good stuff. Mm. You know, there's so much out there that is the the difficult side of strata, the frustration, negative the negative side, you know, people whinging and complaining. Yeah. And and while we do need to address those challenges, it's always important to come back to solutions and also to celebrate the good stuff, which I know we try to do in our conversations, Rena. and I'm really happy that that's something you're going to focus on on your website too. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really important that, I mean, Sydney is a beautiful city and, and many people move into apartments for that ease of being able to like go away and holidays, lock up the apartment rather than having to worry about gardeners and garbage, mm. et cetera. So I think it's um, there's so many positive aspects. I think we should all be celebrating like you just said. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Definitely. Awesome. 
Well, I have been able to help out another member in the YSP online community this week, and that is somebody who was having difficulty interpreting their strata plan. And it wasn't just them who was having trouble. It was a dispute between the committee and a particular lot owner, and it was in relation to the upper surface of a garage. Okay. And the strata plan had a particular notation on it, which strata plans sometimes do, stating where the lot boundary ended and where the common property began. And it was a bit of a convoluted notation, and I'm not going to give you the exact words of it because I'll divulge the identity of the building, but it wasn't clear to this owner's corporation whether or not they were responsible for the upper surface of the garage. And they went to Land and Property Information, the LPI, to try and get Mm -hmm. a determination on this. Now, LPI came back with a surprising determination, which was that they thought it was lot property. And this was different to what a lawyer had advised the lot owner. The The lot owner's lawyer had said, no, it's common property. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that might have been considered a, a self-serving statement, but this particular member in my community put the question on the forum, told me what the notation was and asked my opinion. And I said, look, that sounds like it is common property to me. I think the LPI is wrong. I think the lot owner's lawyer is right. But how about this? Why don't you contact the surveyor who drew the strata plan and ask them Mm. because it's their work. And it might be that in old strata plans, that particular person is no longer around. But most of these surveying companies who drafted these strata plans, there's only a handful of them in New South Wales at least and they have successes and whether Mm. it's part of the family or someone who's taken on the business and they do have if they don't have notes on the particular drafting of that strata plan they'll certainly have a view on what their take on the drafting is and this person said thank you so much didn't think of that contacted the surveyor and the surveyor had a look and gave a very detailed explanation of why they thought that area was common property so the surveyor um, explained what the notation meant essentially took a similar view to me and to the lot owner's lawyer, contrary to the LPI, let me just add, and gave that owner's corporation some confidence that the area was common property and that they could go ahead and pay for the repairs and maintenance. So that was something that I wanted to share. Um, We don't always think about the obvious answer, which is Mm. go to the person who created the document and see if they can help out. And it's something that I have done on numerous occasions and always got a lot of value from. Yeah, I have done that that also, Amanda. I mean, Mm. there's like I said, there's only a couple of firms and even if the person who did the plan is not around, there's usually history there in their files. Yep. But was this garage that you were talking about, was that separate to the building, Amanda, or was it underneath the building? Was it like sometimes you can have car spaces that are separate to the building? My understanding of it was that the garages were on the ground floor and then there were units that were overlooking the top of the oh, garages. Okay, yeah. uh, So the garages had a certain surface and it, and it wasn't a, a just a plain concrete surface. It had something else on top of it. Yeah, um, I think I know what you mean. I've, there's a scheme not far from where I live that's like got that sort of design. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of in front of it. And exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't sort of your usual, you wouldn't look at it and, and know for sure that's common property, but that's why I believe the notation was on the strata 
plan in the way yeah. that it was. And the other thing that the surveyor said was critical to the determination was that this particular surface that was on the the top of the garages had been there since registration of the strata plan. So it yeah. was an original structure. Uh, yeah. And for that reason, he was quite confident that it was common property. Yeah, it sounds like it definitely. Yeah. Well, so, that's a very good um, outcome. So, yes, that was a good outcome and it was great to be able to um, give that opinion to one of our community members and I know that, um, that that member felt that she could then go back to her committee and say, well, look, we sort of had three opinions now that this is common property. Uh, <laughs> sad but true, we're going to have to pay for these repairs and maintenance. So there you go. Actually, I wasn't aware, Amanda, that the LPI actually gave advice on strata plans. Yeah, they can. And I, I think what you do is apply to the Registrar General for a determination. I'm not 100% sure on the process. So what I suggest is if anybody wants to do that, just go and check out the LPI website, which is lpi.nsw.gov.au. Have a little search around there. But have a think about it before you take that step, because you might not get the determination that you're looking for, depending mm. on the uh, the outcome that you're after. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that, I mean, sometimes people make mistakes. So, um, but with that one, it, it didn't seem like that it was a very difficult. Um... No, I didn't think so. And that's why I wanted to share this story because I would have thought going to the surveyor was the first step rather than going to the yeah. LPI. But interesting how, you know, we all think differently and that's hmm. why it's good to draw on different experiences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure there's many times when they have been correct, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Rena. Once again, uh, don't forget, if you would like a copy of the transcript of this episode, head over to yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash 068. Catch you next time, Rena. Okay, Amanda. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?